You're listening to a message from Stonegate Church. For more information about Stonegate and additional audio resources, please visit Stonegate.Church. I want to jump into uh, to our text this morning. And, and here's really my job. It's just to, to be able to, to open up this morning and really set the stage for baptisms this morning. And you just heard the passage read that I want you to think about. It's John chapter 11. It's the story of Lazarus and Jesus And here's the main thing I want you to see from it. If we just have time for one thing I want you to see. There's a lot in this passage, but one one thing I just want you to notice and to be amazed at this morning is that we have a God who, who makes dead things live. Aren't we grateful we have a God like that? What would we do if if our God wasn't like that? That we have a God, Jesus, He makes dead things live. Um, part of what the Bible is doing when you read the scriptures, part of what it's doing, maybe one, maybe the biggest way to frame what the Bible is about and what it's doing is it's revealing God to us. So when you pick up in Genesis and you read Genesis 1 and 2, the main question you should be asking is, what does this tell us about God? That The Bible is meant to reveal the nature and character and the person of God. So, so every time you read the Bible, always ask that question, what is this passage revealing and showing us about God? Now, when you read John chapter 11, the passage you just heard read, that's a great question to ask. What is this showing us about the heart of God, about the nature of God? What, what is God like? And this passage is showing us what God is like. We have a God who loves to do this who delights in doing this. We have a God who makes dead things live. Think about creation in Genesis 1 and 2. There was nothing there. God spoke and things lived. Isn't that amazing? We have a God with that sort of power. We have a God with that sort of a heart that, 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 that dead things, things that don't exist, are now going to live. That, that's the heart of God. This is, this is the nature of God. Um, Think about this story in John chapter 11. Jesus is a dear friend of Lazarus. So so when Jesus hears that Lazarus is dead, um, the Bible gives us, because of that grief, um, what is most kids' favorite memory verse in the Bible. John chapter 11, verse 35. Jesus wept. It's their favorite because it's two words, right? Jesus wept. Jesus was grieved over the death of Lazarus. And Lazarus, he, de- he didn't just like, uh, he didn't sort of die. He wasn't kind of dead. He was dead dead. Like four days in the grave, that sort of dead. This is, this is what Lazarus was. He, he was dead. So dead that, that Martha, when she hears Jesus say, roll away the, the stone in front of the grave, Martha's like, Jesus, you're going to need more than Febreze to take care of that if you do that. You, you need to be real careful about rolling that stone away. This is, this is how dead Lazarus was. And, and yet Jesus looks at that man in the tomb dead, and Jesus says, Lazarus, come out. And the four-day dead man got up out of the grave and walked out. How does that happen? That the only way that happens, that the reason that happens is because we have a God, Jesus, who makes Dead things live. Or think about the resurrection of Jesus. On Friday, Jesus was hung up on a tree. And there on that Friday, he received the crushing weight of our sin upon his shoulders. It it pulverized him. On Friday, he breathed his last as he uttered those last famous words, It is finished. On Saturday, there was nothing but silence. He was dead. 
Not kind of dead, not sort of dead. Jesus was dead. And then on Sunday, Easter Sunday, three days later, Jesus gets up and walks out of the grave. How does that happen? What are we learning about God when we see stories like that in the Bible? Here's what we're learning about God. God loves to make dead things live. Now, some of us, we just need to just stop everything else right now and just, we need to be encouraged by that because we are experiencing deaths in our life, painful things in our life. Like you walked in this morning with a big limp. Some of us are are there and we're not physically in a grave, but it sure feels like we are. Life is hard. It hurts. It feels like there is no way forward for some of us in the room. And we need to be reminded today, we need to let this passage remind us that we have a God who brings life out of the ashes, who makes dead things live. That's the sort of God that we have. And if you're a son or daughter of God, it's embedded into your story that God makes dead things live. Every son or son and daughter of God has, has received this sort of life where there's nothing but death. The the narrative of the Bible goes something like this. God created us, everything is perfect, and then if you know the story, that lasts all of two chapters. In Genesis chapter 3, our first parents sin against God, and one of the repercussions of that sin is that their hearts then grew dark. So dark that the Bible would even call it death. This is how the Bible talks about it in Ephesians chapter 2. Paul says that we are dead in our sins. Not sort of dead, not kind of dead, but we, we are absolutely dead in our sin. In other words, we, we are 100% unresponsive to God. I, there's one thing a dead person can't do, and here's the one thing, help themselves, right? We're, we're absolutely unresponsive to God. We, we cannot help our own situation. But we come out of the womb suspicious of God, distrustful of God. We come out of the womb so, so um, anti-God that we would rather receive wrath from God than his rescue. That's how we're all born, with, with that sort of distrust of God. And Ephesians chapter 1 tells us, or chapter 2 tells us, we're, we're dead in our sins. And it's because of that that my, probably my favorite verse in the Bible is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. But God, where would we be without the but gods in our life? But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, he made us alive. Now that's amazing, isn't it? We're dead in our sin. We cannot help ourselves. We're totally unresponsive to God. And then God comes in and does something. He takes our dead heart and he breathes life into it. If you're a son or daughter of God, that's your story. This is what's happened. We're dead in our sin. And just like he did for Lazarus, he, he, he speaks into our heart and he looks at us and he says, I want you to come out of there. I'm going to raise you from the dead. He he breathed life into us. He he woke up our hearts so that when it sees Jesus, we don't think distrust. We we don't think someone we need to run from. We think of the most beautiful person in the universe. We actually love him and want to follow him. That's the amazing thing about the Bible. If If you're a son or daughter of God, that's your story. God has done that for you. He's taken something that's dead and he makes it alive. This is what God does. Jesus makes dead things live. That's your story if you're in Christ.
And that's the story we get to celebrate this morning through baptisms. The story of God making dead things live. So with that said, let me tell you four things about baptisms and and how we try to do it. First of all, um, something to celebrate. We have um, roughly 20 baptisms this morning. That's more than we have ever had in a service ever at Stonegate. So we just thank God for that, first of all. So we have roughly 20 people being baptized. I think we have about eight or so in this service. Uh, And I want to remind you, secondly, that there's two stories being told. One story is that Jesus saves. He makes dead things live. That's the person being baptized. That's their story. Their hearts were dead, and God breathed life into it and made it alive. So you're getting to see the story of Jesus saves. Aren't we grateful that Jesus saves? But you're also getting to see a second story in there. There's two stories. You're also getting to see that that Jesus saves through others. That's the person doing the baptizing. We ask the person that is being baptized today to pick the person in their story that God used, one of the people. Most people have several people that God used along the way, but one of those key people that God used to bring them uh, to faith. And that's the person doing the baptizing. So there's two stories. Jesus saves and Jesus saves through others through people, ordinary people, normal people, people just like you and me. And I just as you're watching this go down, one of the prayers you can pray, if you're in Christ this morning, you can pray that, man, here soon, I would love to be doing the baptizing by befriending and praying for people and sharing Jesus with people. Man, I just hope God stirs in all of our hearts. Man, I want to be a part of that. I want to be used by Jesus for these things. So there's two stories being told uh, this morning. I want you to pay attention to both of those. Jesus saves and Jesus saves through others. Thirdly, um, I, want you, I want to just encourage you to let baptisms preach to you today. Um, baptisms are a visual sermon, not an audible one, but a visual one. You're getting to see a, a picture with your eyes that is meant to preach to you. So as a person goes down under the water, you are getting to see a, a person who, who, through that picture, is telling you a sermon. That they have been buried with Jesus. And, and underneath that water, buried with Jesus, their sins have been dealt with. Everything needed to make them right with God, presentable before God, whole before God. Everything needed to do that. This is them going under the water. Everything needed to do that happened when they were buried with Jesus in baptism. Jesus has, has secured everything needed to make them right with God. That's them going under the water. Their, their sins are forgiven. They have been cleansed from their sin. And when they come up out of the water, it's a picture of the resurrection. God makes dead things live. It's a picture of the new life that Jesus creates, the, the new heart that he has, he has brought them to life. It's that picture. So, so may, may we let that preach to us today. That, that Jesus has dealt with our sin and we have been made new in Christ, a new creation. And then fourth, baptisms are meant to be a gospel celebration. Baptisms, when we get to participate in them and witness them, that they are meant to be um, had in a party environment. So I just want to encourage us as a church family, may we be good celebrators this morning as we're witnessing and thanking God for the work that he's doing among and in our church. So with that said, let me pray for us. Father, we love you. And Father, we are thankful. We are thankful for your work in our midst. We are thankful for these baptisms and these stories and how you right now are working in our church family in such extraordinary ways. And I pray that today we might be encouraged by these stories We might let these stories preach to us that we as your people would be reminded of you, our God. 
that you're the sort of God who makes dead things live. You're the sort of God who loves to rescue and redeem and, and to bring back. You're the sort of God who, who creates a culture called heaven that rejoices when one person steps across the line of faith. You're that sort of God. So, God, would you refresh us today with these pictures, with these stories? God, would you minister to us today as we get to listen to them and watch them? And it's in your good name that we ask that. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Stonegate Church. A podcast is never meant to replace gathering with your church to hear the preaching of the Bible. So we want to encourage you to be part of a local church family. We meet every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. and would love for you to join us as we enjoy Jesus together.